You're listening to a Big Stick Energy Productions podcast. What up, what up, what up? This is episode five of the Gritisons of Philadelphia podcast here on the Big Stick Energy Productions Podcasting Network. I'm your very happy host, Eric, joined today by my two other co-hosts, Jim. Hey, how's it going, man? We're going to get into it. I'm feeling good, man. Feeling really relieved. Very happy. There's a lot going on. Very happy. Um, hey, yeah, you forgot to introduce me. Oh, I was, I was getting into it. Jim started talking too much. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that's my other host, Nick. Hello. Nick, I uh, was going to introduce you, but Jim started to uh, tell, me, tell me his life story. I thought the moment passed. I thought you'd inject yourself Sorry. eventually. <laughs> uh, how y'all doing? How you feeling? I am feeling great. Yeah, um, me too. I mean, I'm... Uh, I'm sure you guys are just as excited about me because the uh, Philadelphia Flyers are the first team in the Eastern Conference seeding for playoffs. Uh, thank you very much. How are you? Go Flyers. Those games, I'm sure we'll get into the recap, but they were just amazing. They uh, the only thing I'll say is I was gonna. Well, we we'll get into it more once we really jump into like a bit of a recap. But uh, the Flyers and it's been kind of noted across the league that the Flyers were the only like team that really looked good in the round robins games. The rest of the teams looked very dull. And there's we'll get into the whole like well everyone else was saying like what's wrong with the Bruins? What's wrong with the Lightning? What's wrong with the Caps? Maybe the Flyers are just good. And they maybe they worked their asses off during those games and suffocated the other team, but that's just me. But yeah, they were they were exciting, they were fun. The Flyers came in, took care of fucking business, and uh, just went to town, man. They just they just took care of it. They just they look good. They look like they haven't missed a beat, and it's it's like everyone's clicking. Our top line didn't even do shit, and we still are winning these games. Everyone's just contributing. It's, it's too much. I don't even know if I should be happy anymore. Like the world's such a shitty place at the moment. You know, every, the way it's kind of the way the way everything's going with the pandemic, and it just feels like every day is just a lull. But I'm happy about stuff again, man. The Flyers. Like it feels like there's a little bit of normalcy in the world. Yeah, not only are they back, but to take first place in the round robin, it's just I love it. And they just look like the best team. Like they, and I'm not saying that like biasly. I'm saying in terms of every, and I watched like every single game because I've been missing sports so much that I just I sat down and went. You know, twelve o'clock started, put the game on at work, go straight through the day, come home from work, sit down, pour a glass of whiskey, and fucking get to town and watch like three more games. And the Flyers were the only team that where you could sit. You could there's. There's things of the Flyers game where I can pinpoint and say, like, they really need to fix that, particularly one of their special teams. But, like, in terms of just consistently creating pressure and defensive um, 
you know, being defensive, making sure that they're everyone's buying in and taking care of their job on the ice. Uh, you know, just there's there's no other team in the maybe besides like the Carolina Hurricanes, where which we'll get into that too. Um, that I can say, like, I feel really threatened by in the playoffs because I think the Flyers match up with everyone. And I think they're better than most teams that are going right now. I mean, anything can happen in the playoffs. doesn't matter if you're better. Sometimes, like, with a team like the Montreal Canadiens who just upset the Penguins, and I do think the Penguins are a better match, a better skill-wise team, but sometimes all it takes is a team to get a little hot, and then, you know, anything can happen. That's why I'm not going to take the Canadiens lightly. I don't see the Flyers losing to them in their – uh, first round matchup but I mean you can't go in assuming that mindset as the Flyers which as uh, Elaine Vigneault has been preaching all year and his his coaching mentality he, the, the guys aren't gonna you know they're not gonna come and take this team lightly they're gonna treat it like business and they're gonna get in there and they're gonna they're gonna bust their ass and they're uh, I think they'll come out with a first round victory but I mean they're not it's not gonna be an easy ride no and I think the Canadians are gearing up for for big series too like i don't think they want to be the first ones out either so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a good series it's gonna be a uh the flyers are a better team but the canadians are gonna after that high of upsetting the penguins and everyone was picking the penguins everybody was saying dude the canadians have no shot in hell i honestly had the thought in my head i was like dude it'd be really funny if the canadians beat the penguins like it'd be really fucking funny and they did um, the Penguins didn't look right in their series, and we'll get into that with the recap too. But uh, yeah, I mean the Canadians are, are going on that upset mentality after you know after a big series win that they're gonna they're gonna not just come in and like get their asses handed to them. But the Flyers are also you know they're they're drinking a bit of their own Kool Aid too, so they're gonna they're gonna come in. They're gonna know they got a little bit of cocky swagger probably. Like yeah, we're the fucking we're the team now, but not enough that it's gonna take over their their overall goal of making sure that they take care of their business, but they're going to come in. They're going to be like, ah, dude, we, we, we know we're better than these guys. So we got to just, we got we to gotta do our jobs and we got to, we got to take care of it. But it's, it's been fun, dude. It's been a really fucking fun week. There's been so much going on. Bites, hits. We talked about it a little bit last week, but dude, like these games have been just nonstop fun. Like I, I want to just jump into your guys' thoughts on this because I know that I'm more of the hockey fan than you guys, but I mean, you've seen how the, like the MLB even has a little bit of like a wild card game to get in the, um, the playoffs and stuff. If like a team's on the verge and I like these play in uh, rounds and I've been kind of getting a feel asking certain people, like, what do you think? What do you, and I think like once it goes back to a normal schedule, it's going to, it's going to probably it's not going to make sense schedule wise for them to do the complete, like, Oh, have eight more teams in the playoffs to, or have eight more teams play in a best of five series. But I think they should adopt some type of some type of like, maybe like four teams play in best of three games or something or something like that to like create like these elimination style games, which are like, it's, it's given the NHL playoffs, in even more of an intense nature and more of a excitement factor. Cause I mean, like, dude, you got like March madness basically every day right now. It, it was just a week of day long hockey and it's, it was absurd. And I don't think we're ever going to get that again. We're never going to get a day like last Friday, which was deemed black Friday by the NHL network because it was the first time since I think 1988 that there were six elimination games on schedule 
every single team playing at least one of the teams was uh, losing the series going up against elimination. And I mean, it was crazy, dude. And I think five, five out of the six teams ended up losing and going home. It could have been a six or six day, but um, we'll get into that uh, other game with the Maple Leafs and Blue Jackets who ended up going the full series. But I don't know. What do you guys think about maybe like adding that extra play in round? It doesn't, I don't think it should be the full eight teams again. Cause I just don't know if it'll make sense scheduling wise, but also when it does go back to normal, I think they'll have the ability to use all the arenas. So it might even be easier, but we, I don't know, get your guys' opinion on that. I love the idea. Um, as far as when it goes back to normal, I, I don't even know what normal is going to look like in the future. So I've been thinking about that all week. I just I I love it and I love all these games, but I just can't see uh having all these teams at the end of the season having like chance to get in. Exactly. I think you maybe split it in half and make it uh twenty teams instead of twenty four. Yeah, I think that could be Cause, 'cause like the Canadians and the Blackhawks don't like they kinda like yeah, the Canadians won and the Blackhawks also beat the Oilers. But they don't like those teams. The Canadians lost all four games to the Montreal or to the Detroit Red Wings, who were the worst team in the league. So they weren't a good team. And they weren't like, and the Blackhawks were like mediocre all year, but they weren't good enough to make the playoffs in the grand scheme of things. So they got kind of lucky because of the season. But like, obviously, they're running with the chance, which. I mean, I'm not saying, like, they don't deserve to be there now because it's such a funky, weird situation. And, like, to say they're not – they shouldn't be there is, isn't is fair. But, like, yeah, I think you, like, maybe make it – like, the Rangers who were on the cusp of uh, making the playoffs and, like, those type of teams who were kind of close, it'd be fun. What do you think, Jim? I, I mean, I like the wild card. Do I th- – like, how many – how many teams are in it right now? Like you said, well, now, right? now it's now it's sixteen. Now it's the normal tournament. So all the yeah, teams. I get that. So it I was eight eight extra teams. Eight knock that in half. Like, so make it twenty. Like what I was there saying. Needs to be two series. It'd be two play-in series. I don't know. Maybe not even that. Because like honestly, I I get that you want to get more uh, teams in. That way you can generate a little bit more revenue. But when you look at that, there's thirty one teams in the nhl there's gonna be 32 in a year or so but i can't do the math on it hold on if that if that comes to fruition that means 75 percent of the league if they stay to the 24 that would mean 75 percent of the league is yeah in the playoffs i don't that's why that's I don't, a little bit much i don't that's see a little bit much. i don't see 24 teams at ever being like that again it was just the most realistic yeah. option they could do for now because the season wasn't complete and well, they had to make it kind of somewhat fair um, uh, I mean, yeah. even if you brought it down to uh, twenty teams, that's still sixty-two percent of the league. To me, so, so I, maybe I'd realistically want to get that in like the fifty-five range. Like, so what you want to do? Maybe two teams. Yeah, you have an extra series for a team that's two teams who are maybe on the cusp of making the playoffs, and then you reseed again like they're doing now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the seeding is necessarily. Well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to reseed if they keep it the same way they do with the the divisional and everything. They're gonna have to figure something out with that. But that's we're also talking, you know, in the future. We're talking in the future because we don't know how long this fucking thing's gonna take anyway. So we're just lucky enough to have it now. We don't know if this is gonna be another year. Yeah. We don't know when the next season's gonna even start. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I just, I do, I do like um, these play-ins, and I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna figure out a way to adapt uh, it to the normal schedule because they're realizing that these are fun. I yeah, do think um, we're in. I think we're in store for the same thing next season, though, because there's definitely gonna be a shortened season. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I don't know. I just think that like too many wild card teams takes kind of the fun out of it because then it's just like, oh well, my uh, sub. 500 team can make it to the championship. Yeah, it's the fucking NBA, essentially. I mean, they don't make it to the championship, but that's the NBA. I mean, it's still like the – they possibly could. I'm not saying they're going to, but – Well, exactly. Like, like, the Canadians aren't going to win the Stanley Cup. To me, if you're a 500 team, I don't think you should be vying for any kind of playoff contention because that shows me you're not in any way – dominating the league and then like i don't know I, that's just me and f- for me a playoff format you gotta be a serious contender if you want to be in the playoffs and whether that means less teams in the playoffs and adding a wild card or whatnot i don't know but uh, i go back and forth on it like especially the mlb trying to add a couple um i mean the M- well. i mean i'm gonna be 100 percent real with the mlb this year like their their playoffs are gonna be a whole shit show this year probably. Well, I'm just talking in general. Oh no, I to, oh no, uh, I know, and I'm saying that. I'm just saying like this, like at least at least with the way the format the NHL figured out, there's still gonna be a little bit of integrity here. I know that this whole coronavirus shit that happened with the MLB people at the end of the season are gonna start going, what the fuck, man? And I'm like, I'm not saying I believe in that, but. I do think with the N- with the NHLs, the formatting they did, at least for this year, and I'm saying like just for this year, I love the play in, and I think that they're gonna. I think if they want to make sure that um, they take something positive from this whole situation, I think you figure out a way to at least make the play in viable. You know, you don't. I don't. I don't believe that there should be 24 teams every year because then the regular season's fucking useless at that point if you think about it. So it's like, I think, but they should make it like, there should be like a best of three series for two teams or something, something, something exciting, something at the end of the year where it's like everyone kind of, and they've been talking about this for a couple of years. Like they've been like, we should, you know, they want to kind of figure out a play in style playoff. So, I mean, this just sped up whatever they were trying to kind of figure out, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think, I think more playoff hockey is always good because this is to me the best time of the year for any sport um but yeah they i mean there's plus like how nick said it's gonna probably carry into next year they're probably gonna have a shortened season they'll probably do another bubble they're probably gonna have to do another bubble if they want to have a shortened season i mean we'll see what happens with that but that's worth we're just we just started the playoffs and we're already talking like fucking oh what are they gonna do next year i'm taking this one day at a time I think, yeah. I think that also shows how well this has gone so far. We're already looking ahead to next year. So uh, yeah. like they could do it again. Yeah, like I'm not like at this point we'll also go into real quick the NHL announced again today that their coronavirus tests that they you know distributed throughout the players and everything came everyone came back negative. So another week where we don't have to worry. But at this point I haven't I'm not worried about them having any trouble at this rate they're all in the bubble and it's they're all locked into the playoffs it's no one's gonna risk it at this point they got this far it's 
that like when I see that anymore, I'm like, yeah, well, I knew the NHL was doing it right. So, but yeah, the fact that we're already just sitting here looking at fucking next year, like, dude, how are they going to do it next year? We're going to have like a 48 game season, you know, and a month put like, so but I'm just excited that we're, we're not even in the playoffs yet, but it feels like over the last week, it's been three months of hockey. That's how much hockey we've had. It's exciting. It's a lot of fun. We could hop in the, before we get into like the look at the Flyers round robin tournament and their preview of their matchup against the Montreal Canadiens in round one. We can we'll jump into some league news first, guys. We'll we'll go in a little bit of a recap of everything, and I'm gonna make sure I keep it a little bit quicker than last week because we had our uh, our other guest host Nick on, and it got a little bit. It was a little bit of a longer episode, but I think we had a nice in depth look at how the playoffs are going and. This week, I'll just kind of go over uh, how each round mat, uh, matchup went, and then I'll jump into just maybe, like, who they're playing and what I think will happen. But nothing – you know, I'm going to try to keep it quick tonight and focus a little bit more on the Flyers. All right. Good to me. So, uh, before I get into the recap, some big news just dropped an hour ago. Did you guys – did we talk about how the, the draft lottery went and they were waiting until after the draft the first – qualifying round to no, not. so the qualifying round before the qualifying round they had the draft lottery for next year it went through it was phase one of the draft lottery it went up each pick and then um when i got to pick one it said one of the teams who was in the qualifying round was going to get the first round pick which or first first overall pick which caused a lot of controversy rightfully so i think it was really bullshit and i think that it should have uh it should have been the Detroit Red Wings who had like, I think the most the statistically worst record in the expansion era or something, or like, or in the post CBA era or something like something, something crazy or post salary cap era. I think it might've been, it was something wild where like their, their record was the worst record that's ever been <laughs> in the post salary cap era. And they didn't end up with the first overall pick. So they tanked for no reason essentially, but it's like, they weren't tanking. They were just that bad. And they weren't rewarded for it, which sucks. And I actually kind of feel bad for their fan base after enduring the bullshit. But they also had 26 straight years of playoff contention. So, you know, I like to think that what comes around goes around. So maybe they're due for a couple years of bullshit. But again, the way that it's set up, I think that that team should have got the first pick. Like that team deserved it. Yeah, I mean, from watching the Sixers go through the process, I understand why they want to avoid that. They wanted to avoid it, and they made the percentages a little bit different. But I do think that uh, I do think they um, they just in the way that their year went and the way it all kind of played out, they definitely should have ended up with at least a top three pick. I think they ended up with like number six or five. Like they didn't even get like a top three. Yeah, but by the same time, for how bad they were, a number one pick isn't going to fix Ex- exactly. But the the player who's in the first pick this year is supposed to be franchise altering. Yeah, and plus the draft isn't really that deep from what I've heard. Yep, but um, so went to a team who ended up not in the playoff or who ended up in the qualifying round, and it was one of it was the teams. The was it the four teams or the eight teams? No, it would have been eight teams who lost. It was the eight teams who between the eight teams who ended up losing the qualifying round would get the first overall pick, but it was like they all had a 12.5% chance. So they announced tonight that pick and it was the Rangers. So the Rangers 
had ended up with the first round pick and there's been some controversy in the process of how it went because people think that it's rigged because if you watch the process if you watch the ball being put into the machine it looked like the ball was weighted <laughs> and it and it's it does look a little bit sketchy but i'm honestly i don't i personally as a flyers fan i don't give a fuck because the flyers are deep and if the Rangers end up contending and being good, that means we'll have a rival for the next 10 years. And it'd be kind of cool to have, because like the Penguins are on the downhill spiral. Uh, the Capitals are past their little bit of championship window, I think. The Islanders are good, but they're never going to be great until they get like a, like a prime superstar, I think. Uh, the Hurricanes are a good team, but they're not really like rival material. But like the Rangers, the Rangers used to. We used to hate the Rangers. They used to be like nasty games, and it'll be cool to get back to that. I think. So I mean, like at the one. Obviously, I don't want them to end up with a franchise player, like a Crosby. But I also don't want. Uh, it'd be cool to have someone to battle against. And uh, I mean, the fly. Like everyone's bitching the Flyers fans. Like, oh yeah, I'm like, dude, your team's in the playoffs right now, deemed a favorite for the Stanley Cup. And the Rangers are sitting at home till God knows when. So, I mean, I'm going to take – you're going to take take what you can get, man. Like, if we win a Stanley Cup this year, I don't give a shit who the Rangers end up with. Yeah, we're poised to go deep into the playoffs this year and be set up to be an insane team in the future. Exactly. We're, we're a contender for the next couple of years. And it's not like we're going anywhere, so I'm not too worried. But um, – it does suck because like the Rangers ended up, they had the second overall pick last year, which like they ended up with the second pick and the first pick this year. The, um, the devils had two first overall picks two years and like two out of three years or whatever in a row. So like the metropolitan division has got been getting all these big picks and the, obviously the capitals have had, or the Capitals have had Ovechkin and Backstrom for 15 plus years and the the Penguins have had Crosby and Malkin. So it's like the Met has just gotten lucky. I mean, the Flyers have talent, obviously, and they're having all these premier defensemen come through the pipeline, but it's just crazy how, like, the Rangers end up lucky two years in a row and, like, eh, there's the whole rigging situation. But again, like, I don't know. You just Maybe you just got lucky. It's just – it's crazy. It sucks it's the Rangers, but I'm not going to – I'm not going to boohoo about it because I'm focused on the Flyers. Listen, I'm just well, relieved it wasn't the Penguins. I had a feeling. It, I thought in my head, I was like, it's going to be them. It's going to end up being the Penguins. They're going to end up handing the baton to uh, their first o- overall pick. Who? Give me one second. It's supposed to Alexis Lafreniere, who is a uh, who is like deemed. Like Crosby, like Crosby McDavid, he's supposed to be that type of talent, like a once in a generational type talent. So, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be a huge player for the franchise. But and the Rangers are like a team who are on the cusp. Like the rebuild's been a little bit faster, and they're right there. They have a good goaltender, um, and they have they just don't really have defenseman at the moment like they don't have anybody who's a true stud Jacob Troub is a good defenseman they signed him to a big contract last year but they got Panarin uh Mika Zibanejad they're gonna get Lafreniere uh Lafreniere I think maybe that's how you say it um and I mean they have they have good they have some talent so it's I'm not like it'll be fun 
it'll be fun if they do get good for the Rangers and Flyers to go battle and probably meet in the playoffs more than once. So, yeah, that was the they, big news of the night. I said the uh, Rangers, do they have a, uh, like, a good goalie prospect in the future? They have Igor Sesterkin, who's uh, the guy who's essentially taken over for Lundqvist. Oh, he's taken over? He was the guy who played in the elimination game for the Rangers, who he ended up, uh, I think he ended up tweaking a groin or something in the beginning of the series, and that's why Lundqvist played. But Sesterkin had a good year all year. He was essentially one of the big reasons why they um, why they were so close to uh, qualifying for the playoffs in the first place because they went on a real hot run before the before the break. But the problem is, is like they're – so. The Flyers for the past eight or nine years were the Rangers where like they would start really slow and shitty and then towards like the, you know, the middle part of the year and then like January and from on, they would get real hot and they would start putting it together, but they would always be like too little too late and they weren't necessarily there yet. Um, That was, that's where the Rangers are at the moment, but they have like some, some good pieces in the pipeline, but they're not, they're not a hundred percent like the Flyers the Flyers pieces were all there these past couple of years, but they haven't had someone who they haven't had someone to, to help form them like Vigneault before this year. They have a good coach in David Quinn and they have good pieces, but they don't have all the right pieces specifically on the defensive end of this, um, of the ice. That's where they need to kind of share up a little bit, but I mean, getting someone like Alexis Lafreniere is it's going to be, it's going to speed up the process a little bit more because you're getting a generational talent. So it's like, you're not going to pass up on a generational talent. If you get handed one, you're going to fucking take it. Can never have too many, but yeah. Yeah. It's sure to be an interesting team to watch in the near future. Yep. But, uh, that was about it. Yeah. Besides, uh, the Rangers ending up with the first overall pick. The reason that they ended up like that is because the qualifying round has ended. Um, it was a crazy week. Like we said earlier, there were a couple upsets. I mean, that was to be expected, but I don't think we expected the, the one team who the Flyers actually are going to be playing to win that series. There was virtually no one giving them credit at all for any chance at winning. And it, I mean, I kind of threw out like a half-assed, like, yeah, they could win, you never know. But uh, I didn't expect how it actually played out. But it was fun. You know, This it was it was fun to watch hockey. Um. This was, I think there was even an article I was reading earlier that said that the fighting in this playoffs is up like 20 or 30% more than it's been the past like three seasons of like actual regular hockey. So there was a lot more fights, a lot more big hits, a couple couple scary instances, one including the Maple Leafs, which we'll kind of jump into once we go over that recap real quick. And uh, just an overall exciting seven days of hockey, man. And we're fine. We're not even in the regular playoffs, and it's already like it feels like we've been watching hockey for three months. It's it's crazy. I don't know. Did you guys? Were you guys end up catching any of the games at all besides the Flyers? I'm more yeah. hot. Mm-hmm. I saw the last Penguins game. It just I don't know. I they didn't look as good as they should have been. Yeah, I mean we could jump into that one first. Uh, the Canadians ended up beating the Penguins three to one, and yeah, like you said, Nick, the um. Something was off with them. Their their chemistry wasn't there. It's like they were honestly taking shifts off of playing. They weren't – they didn't look like the same dominant Penguins team. Crosby, there's been rumors because uh, beginning of camp, he was out injured with something that people think maybe he came back a little early. He was playing injured. That's why he didn't look as dominant. 
which I could see because there was some there. He was very not Crosby. Like he did not look, he was not doing the things he usually does where he just shields the puck and it's hard to get him off. It feels like um, the Canadians were all over him. I don't know, man. There wasn't a lot of bright spots. I mean, the Penguins were dominant in a lot of the games, but they never really ran away with the game. And I was listening to something earlier that the Canadians out hit the Penguins like 152 to 107 in the series, which I mean, like by like game four, the Penguins were just kind of like, didn't know what to do. They were overwhelmed. And I mean, once you're getting hit like that, if you're getting your body beaten down, eventually you you're worn down by the, by a certain number of games. And I think it just caught up to the Penguins. I just don't know if they were ready. And that was something else that a lot of the, um, predictions were listing was a lot of these older veteran teams are probably going to struggle a little more coming back from this break as opposed to the younger teams like someone like the Flyers who's kind of has youth injected into it like the Capitals haven't looked 100% great the Bruins have looked like absolute dog shit who's the other Tampa Tampa Bay's beaten up and injured I mean they've looked they haven't looked too too great but they haven't looked bad either um yeah I mean it's just been I don't know it's it the penguins just didn't look great and i gotta give the canadians credit i mean they they worked their balls off and they they went to town and they made sure that they took the detractors words and they said look we're we're here like we didn't we maybe don't 100 percent. we don't know if like we should be here but we're gonna fucking run with the opportunity and they were they had pride and they showed so yeah it was a fun series yes thanks jim (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it's pretty evident that uh the Canadians were just too physical for the Penguins to handle. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I agree. Uh, we'll jump into the, obviously the one we were just talking about the Rangers and hurricanes, the hurricanes who I'd argue are the one team in the East that the flyers matchup wise are probably not equal with. Cause I think they play different styles, but they're definitely one of the more skilled teams in the East and one that if the flyers play, it's going to be a tough, it'll be a tough matchup. Uh, they swept the Rangers 3 nothing, and the Rangers just didn't look like the same team they came back before the break or came back at – or they were before the break. They, you know, they didn't look like they had the same jump or jump in their step. They didn't have their goaltending. It was okay. Lundqvist wasn't bad, but he let up one or two fluky goals. And, uh, like, Panarin was kind of – wasn't there. He didn't – he didn't – wasn't the same dominant MVP force that he was during the regular season – yeah, they just, you know, the Rangers showed that maybe they're not 100% ready to be in the playoff race yet. But, you know, there was a couple a couple bright spots. And obviously the season was fun. But Hurricanes are a really good team. We have next the Islanders beat the Panthers 3-1. to one. The Islanders are, again, the same team that they've been the past two seasons. They kind of play a boring defensive style, but they know how to win. They uh, they they'll go up one or two nothing, which it's funny because actually in game four they they won like six to two, so it's kind of it was non characteristic for them. But once they get up one or two nothing, they usually will kind of suffocate the opposition and they'll kind of close in and play defensive in their neutral zone. And the Panthers just they've been a fluky team all year. Uh, they're another team that maybe got a little bit lucky to be even in the playoff contention. They have a couple all stars. They have a really good coach in Joel Quenville, who was my second, who was my, honestly my first choice before we hired Vigneault, but I'm glad we went in the opposite direction with, with AV. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the Panthers just don't really, they didn't really have anything there. Bobrovsky just, that seven-year contract they gave him is going to 
bite them in the ass in a couple of years. It was a terrible deal. Uh, their GM actually just, I think uh, they decided not to renew the contract with him for uh, the first time in 10 years. So they're going to have a new GM next year. So hopefully that will kind of give the Panthers a little bit of a new, new bit of blood to kind of inject and hopefully kind of get themselves on the ship. Cause they have a lot of good players. They're just, for some reason, they just, their def- defenses here was terrible and they were the only way they'd win games is if they'd outscore the opposition. So they'd have to be like a six to five game and they'd have to hopefully get that six goal. But yeah, so that was a pretty, that was a pretty eh, series. It was, it was, you know, boring Islanders hockey. The, uh, we'll leave that series for last that I just saw, but the next one we're going to the West. Cause I want to talk about the Eastern series. One of the Eastern series lasts the West. We have the Blackhawks beating the Oilers who were the other upset in the playoffs. Blackhawks played really well. I think the Oilers need to figure out a way. The only way that they can really uh, win a game is if Connor McDavid plays 60 minutes and that's obviously not realistic because any other time he's not on the ice, they don't, they, they get scored on. Connor McDavid's on the ice. They usually are scoring on someone else. But the Blackhawks also played really well. Corey Crawford, uh, who actually, <laughs> I mean, he had COVID before training camp, came back, and he just stood on his head the whole series, played really well. Uh, and the Blackhawks got a little bit of their young team. I mean, they got a lot of veterans from the teams that won the Stanley Cup there still, so they know what it's like to be in the dance. And we'll see what happens. I don't think the Blackhawks are going to win the next series, but, I mean, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see them in the playoffs. It's always fun to watch Patrick Kane in the playoffs because he's exciting. He's uh, It sucks that he's the one who scored the winning goal on the Flyers, but he is definitely an exciting player to watch. Figured you guys would inject somewhere in there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just very frustrated at what I'm watching on my TV screen right now. This is hockey time, Jim. <laughs> I know, but... Who cares? They Pavetta let up five runs. Good, they're going to probably lose. I got my got my bet. <laughs> I got my Bryce Harper homer. I don't care. Yeah, I was looking up uh, their, uh, the Blackhawks record because they're the 12 seed. They were one of the worst teams to get in. Yeah, it was them and the, uh, it was them and the Canadians, I think, were pretty close, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. I'm looking for it right now. But, yeah, no, the, I mean, the Blackhawks played really well that series, and the Oilers just need to figure out a way to not get scored on when McDavid's not on the ice. They need more defensive help. The teams without defense are the ones who don't do well. I mean, it's just you can't go deep in the playoffs without a good defensive core, and the, the, uh, the Oilers just don't have it yet, hopefully. I mean, I figured they would get another first-round pick this year because they have had seven in the past like 10 years, but um, they didn't get the first overall pick again. I think they have number four. I think they have a, I think they got a draft pick or something. They got something crazy. The coyotes beat the predators who this was actually kind of a surprise. Cause I mean, I thought the coyotes were good enough to win the series. I just didn't think the predators were going to look so bad. The predators got pretty much uh Mostly outworked. There were a couple times where they were kind of the dominant Nashville Predators, but a team with that type of roster that I've know that they have, and a team that was one game away from winning a Stanley Cup a couple years ago, and has a decent amount of the same roster, they don't. Um, they should not have looked as bad as they did. I, it was really weird that they didn't didn't at least take this game to uh, five games. I really thought that this was going to be a five-game series, but the Coyotes worked their ass off. They got a good, they got some good players on their team. 
Uh, they got really good goaltenders. And, yeah, it's going to be fun to see them in the playoffs again because I think this is the first time they've been in the playoffs since 20... Hmm. I don't remember the last time they were in the playoffs, honestly. I, I know they were in the playoffs the year that the Blackhawks beat the Flyers in 2010. But, yeah, it'll be fun to see the Coyotes in the playoffs. The Canucks beat the Wild. The Canucks are a good team. I'll say this. They should not – I did not think they were going to be as good this year as they were. They have Quinn Hughes, who is one of the blossoming defensive talents in the league. They have some good scoring talent up front and they got a good coach in Travis green. And they're just a team that plays together a young upbeat team. It reminds me of the year when the flyers in 2012, when when they traded away a bunch of players and drew kind of was handed the helm and they came out and they were just this like breezy fun, you know, just carefree team. It was just kind of like what they are this year, but it's like with the flyers this year, you kind of are like, all right, they can win a Stanley cup year because they're a good blending of veteran and youth talent like young talent where the Canucks are a young team who are just having a good time and are skilled enough to compete at least for a round or two but I don't think they're ready to win a Stanley Cup yet but they're going to be fun in a couple years man they're going to be a real good team and then the last Western Series was the Calgary Flames beating the Winnipeg Jets that's this was a pretty violent series. Um, the Jets lost Patrick Laine, one of their premier scorers, and one of the probably top five to top 10 centers in the league in Mark Shifley in game one after uh, Matthew Kachuk of the Calgary Flames went into the corner with him and allegedly people think he stepped on his Achilles and, and didn't cut his Achilles, but cut him enough that he's been out of the, he's been out of um, the series. And the Jets just, I mean, that was just two huge blow, cornerstone pieces that the Jets just couldn't compete with the Flames. And they, they held in there for most of the games, but the Flames were just playing with house money and they were they worked a little bit harder and they, they were just getting more of the chances. So, um, yeah. And then the last series in the East that I wanted to talk about because that's the one that went the farthest was the Blue Jackets and the Maple Leafs. And that's the one that I want to pinpoint because – so did you guys – have you guys paid attention? Did you guys know what how the series went? No. All right. So I don't think Jim's here. Is Jim not here? Oh, I'm here. I didn't. Okay. Well, so game four was it game? Oh no, game three. The Maple Leafs were up three nothing, and the Blue Jackets came back in the last three minutes and took the game in overtime four three. Then in game four. The Blue Jackets were up 3-0, and the Maple Leafs came back and took the game in overtime 4-3. So everyone was like, we don't know what the fuck's going to happen in Game 5. Then, in Game 5, the Blue Jackets just, after last game with the Maple Leafs, like, one of the craziest teams, like, the Maple Leafs have been the butt end of the joke in hockey for probably the last 15 years because they they haven't won a playoff series, and they also have, and they missed the playoffs, like, 10 of those years and they haven't made it out of the first round in the years that they did make the playoffs. So it's been, it's been a shitty time to be a Maple Leaf fan, but you thought that after that momentum shift in game four, the blue Jackets were going to come out and they produced an egg and the blue Jackets took the series in a three, nothing win in game five, the blue, the Maple Leafs are going to have some issues. They, I think the whole roster of Columbus the salary cap is like 34.5 million. The top line 
of the Maple Leafs, I think, is like $34.5 million. <laughs> so the Maple Leafs don't have a lot of cap room for any, like, game-changing pieces anymore. And it's been – it's been one of those things in hockey that's been shown that the more you pay for big name players, the less success you actually end up having than your like true homegrown talent. Like they signed John Tavares a couple of years ago to a big like seven year deal, and they haven't they missed the playoffs this year, technically. And last year they didn't make it out of the first round. So I mean, like Maple Leafs got a lot of questions. I don't. They just look soft, and it wasn't a great series for them. And everyone was kind of wondering, same with Edmonton, like it's in Edmonton and Toronto, are those teams going to have home ice advantage? Both teams who are hosting the, the playoffs are knocked out of the playoffs. So home ice advantage don't mean shit. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. You got, you got like four of the premier all-stars in the league are out of the playoffs. Like, so the NHL, it's shitty for marketing purposes, but it's going to mean like someone like Couturier who doesn't, who gets overshadowed could maybe help gain even bigger superstar status during the playoffs and like players like that. Like, it'll be cool to have these players who don't normally get recognized to get recognized. Yeah. I saw that. A lot of the stars are out. How about uh half the games, the underdog wound up winning. Yeah. And if, if it were to be normal uh, playoffs, they wouldn't have even been in. I know that's crazy to me. It's uh, but that's, that's the beauty of hockey, dude. And I'll say that's the one thing about this sport that other sports usually don't have is that like this league is as even, I think as it gets where like anything can actually happen. Like I think football kind of comes close to where like you can kind of get in and maybe have a little bit of a run. Cause you don't put like at the same time, it's like, how often do you hear like people saying like, you know, this team won in the NHL and it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe they won. They were like the last seed. Like that's, this happens more than I think most sports. That's, that's why I think the Stanley cup playoffs is the best postseason in all of uh, major, major league sports. Cause you have like all the other leagues, like the NBA, there's like one or two teams that have like a legitimate chance of winning. Dynasties usually take over for a span of years. That's how exactly. it kind of, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, even MLB, it's every now and then, like, a wild card team can, like, come and win it. I mean, the Nationals winning last year was pretty crazy. I'll, yeah. I'll give it that. Like, that, no one saw that coming. Yeah, that was definitely a surprise, and yeah. no one really thought they had a good shot. But with the NHL, if you make it, you have a good chance at exactly. going deep and winning. I mean, like, I don't think the Blackhawks or the Canadians are going to go anywhere. Like, I don't it's, think they're – It's a little different this year. Yeah, it's different. I mean, they're going to compete. It's not like they're just going to get shit their shit handled right away. Like, they're going to win a game, I think, or two. But, like, it would be kind of fun. It, the thing I thought was, like, it would be funny if the Flyers sweep the Canadians after them beating the Penguins. It would be, like, bittersweet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it's been fun, you know. I mean, shitty for the Maple Leafs. But uh, also the Maple Leafs, like, have had plenty of chances to get better. And they just seem to, like, put all their money towards – players instead of trying to build the teams that win are the teams that have a lot of smaller pieces in place that end up getting a star or two like that's that's how teams usually win and the teams that don't are the ones who try to buy talent or buy championships and it just doesn't work like that so we'll see what happens with the maple leafs the we'll go into the round robin tournament which we won't really talk a lot about because yeah, those games don't really matter but then we'll then that'll segue us into the flyers talk and then we'll win the episode on flyers talk 
So the D D D D D round robin. We had in the East the Flyers, uh, Lightning, Boston Bruins, and the Washington Capitals. The Flyers ended up taking the East, going three and zero. Then the Tampa Bay Lightning, going two and one. The Capitals went one one and one, and then the Bruins went zero and three, which was really fucking surprising. I didn't think they were gonna go that bad. Um, the Bruins looked terrible. The Capitals looked eh. They were missing John Carlson, who's what their top defenseman, so that could have played a part into it. Uh, the Tam- Tampa Bay's missing Stamkos. Victor Hedman left in the Flyers game after he twisted his ankle on the ice, and it did not look good. So losing him essentially means like I don't want to say they won't win the Stanley Cup, but I mean that's your that he basically makes the machine turn. So if you're missing him, you're you're have a huge hole. Like you're just not gonna. They're not a dominant team without him. And then uh, the Flyers, just the only thing I'll say about them is, you know, we'll, you know, we'll jump into that once we get in the Flyers talk and look at the preview of their series. And then in the West, we had Vegas. Uh, Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. We got Colorado, Dallas, and St. Louis. Vegas looked awesome. As they, oh, shit. As they always do. We had we had um, Colorado looked good. They they I think they're going to be a team that's competing towards the end. You had Colorado look good. They're going to be a dominant team, I think, and they're going to they're going to compete towards the end. You had St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis could go either way. They could be really really good, or they could go out early because they're the team. They're an, they're the team that could benefit from the break or because they were on such a heater and they won the Stanley cup last year going into the break. Like they, I thought they had the chance to repeat. I I don't know anymore. And then who was the last team? St. Louis. You say Dallas? No, Dallas. Dallas didn't look good. Dallas didn't look good at all. And I thought that Dallas was a team that I thought was going to be. And here's the thing I'll say though, is it's the round Robin tournament. And since they were essentially exhibition games, the players kind of in the back of their head, like, yeah, you're competing, but you're also not competing complete to the same intensity that the playoffs are. So like once I, I think the flyers were competing that way, but I don't think the other teams were, so I don't want to knock them yet. But also I think that's going to be their detriment because like Boston's playing Carolina, Carolina just had a fucking intense series against the Rangers and then the Bruins, the first period are going to, it's going to be like a playoff atmosphere and the Bruins aren't going to know what to do, but they're also veterans who have been there before. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say which team, how the teams truly look because they haven't been in real playoff atmosphere yet this year. But I mean, like, I don't think it's also going to completely just, it's not like a switch you can flip on. Like, the Flyers are treating these games as if, like, I want to win every game, and these other teams just were playing lackadaisical. And also the Flyers beating every team in the East and the Vegas beating every team in the West is just those two teams are really good, and they just they played their styles, and the other teams just couldn't keep up with it, and they're just the teams that haven't missed a beat. So, I mean, we'll see what happens tomorrow when the playoffs actually start and these teams are in playoff atmospheres. But I don't think anything – I don't th- – I you can't just, like – 
automatically go, all right, it's playoff time. Like you start, you kind of like you get into that mindset, like right at the beginning and by these teams, not jumping into that mindset. And even in the round Robin, which it's tough to, cause you're not like, you need the other team to match that intensity for you to feel it. But I don't know the flyers were the ones who dictated the intensity throughout the round Robin, same with Vegas. So it's not like, it's, it's not, I don't think I'm, I'm not worried about those two teams, but the other teams will be interesting. Colorado too. Colorado played well. I won't, I don't want to take away from Colorado, but yeah. So yeah, I was going to say those, those three teams look like playoff teams. Exactly. The other teams are, have a lot of question marks that you're kind of in like the Bruins are at the end of their window. The Capitals are getting to that point. Tampa's getting to that point because, and they're also dealing with injuries. So it's going to be tough for them to even do to you for them to redeem themselves after last year, which uh, we can go in before we go truly into flyers talk. And that's how we'll jump into the preview for the flyers. We'll, we'll do like a quick preview of each round and or I'll just list the matchups. I'm not going to go in depth in any of them, but like Columbus is playing Tampa again, who swept them, who Columbus swept Tampa last year. And it would have been a good excuse for Tampa to have revenge, but they're dealing with injuries that I think Columbus is going to beat them again. I think um, Boston's playing Carolina who Boston beat last year to go to the Stanley cup final, but Carolina is a better team this year with more experience from last year, losing in the final, the Eastern Conference final. And Boston hasn't looked good. I think Carolina is going to be Boston. So it's like, I don't, these teams can't afford to like have that mindset going into these first rounds. Cause they're two of them are playing teams that either want revenge or have their fucking number. So it's like, you're not going to have the chance to like, you're not going to have a game to essentially get in that mindset. You're going to have to go from the get go and we'll see if these, they can match it, but I don't know. Yeah. I think, uh, it just Carolina is a team you'd want to avoid. And, you know, the last seed getting that, you would think that the rest of the teams would have put more effort in. Exactly. I would have. That's why I'm glad Flyers went in there. They were like, you know, the Flyers said in their head, they were like, if we lose, it's not the end of the world because you can o- we can only end up exactly where we are but or where we were. But they jumped from fourth to first. And now they're playing the Canadians who – I mean, like, you don't want to take a team lightly, but I'm absolutely positively going to want the Canadians over the Hurricanes. That is a better matchup, and you don't know what can happen. Like, the Canadians could get knocked out, and that makes it a little easier. So, you know, you never – it's not like you got to beat the best teams to be the best, but you obviously want matchup. You want a better matchup. And I, the Canadians – the Flyers are – the Canadians are a great matchup for the Flyers. Yeah, I'm liking this. I'm liking yeah. this upcoming series a lot. Yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun one too because Canadians are a little bit uh, spunky and they're they're definitely they'll they'll be some they'll be some fighting and there's been fights in this games originally in the season and uh, Flyers Canadians games do get a little bit they can get dirty so it'll it'll be an, it'll be a fun series. Yeah, I think the Flyers respond well to uh, physicality. Um, I don't think they'll be throwing off their game. Exactly, the Canadians bringing it. And they also, I mean, they, they, they showed in that Lightning Games, uh, one of the players, I think, went into Carter Hart, and they immediately jumped on him, and they defended their goalie, which means that they're 100% locked in to their, their team uh, and, you know, stand up for each other, and that's that's huge. I mean, that's that's something that obviously has been – that's honestly been missing the past couple of years, and that just goes to show that they, they love each other in that locker room, and they also care. I mean, Carter Hart's their guy, so they're going to defend whoever on the ice, which is awesome. 
Yeah, it just seems top to bottom, the whole roster, everyone's got each other's back. Yep. So we'll go, I'll go quickly into who, which team's playing what in the first round, and then I'll end the episode on a preview of the Flyers series. So we have the number one Philadelphia Flyers playing the number eight Montreal Canadiens to start out the East. In Toronto, we have, or in Toronto, not Toronto's not in it anymore, obviously, but they're in Toronto. <laughs> Easter Conference in Toronto, number one Flyers playing number eight Canadians. We have the number two Tampa Bay Lightning playing number seven Columbus Blue Jackets in a rematch of last year's first round. We have the number three Capitals playing the number six Islanders, which that'll be a toss-up series, and I honestly think the Islanders could steal that one because the Islanders play that boring style of hockey. And Ovi didn't look good in those round robins. The Flyers kept him to – in all five games the Flyers played this year against him, he had zero points, I think. I don't even think he had a goal. He definitely didn't have a goal. I don't know if he had an assist or not, which is crazy because he dominates us, so – and then he didn't look good in those round robins, really. So we'll see. I'm sure he'll turn it up and once the real playoffs start. Um, and then we have number four Boston Bruins playing the number five Carolina Hurricanes, which that'll be also that's a little bit of a revenge for Carolina. So that'll be a, that'll be a real fun chippy series to watch. Um, I think I think that one's going to be the like the biggest series of this round. Like that'll be the one that'll dictate like who will be there at the final, like one of the teams. You think? I think so, and I also think that one's going to have the most eyes on it. Yeah, people are going to be more tuned into this one. Yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll, um, I'll agree with that. Like they're at, uh, they actually, I think they're the, f- yeah, they're prime time game August 11th, which is tomorrow. So they're playing at 8 p.m. So that means that that's that's the one that they're trying to showcase, because uh, the Flyers play Wednesday at 8 o'clock. So they're the prime time game. Because everyone's kind of t- tuning into the Flyers now. They're like, oh, they're the team to watch now. They're fun. So we're going to get a couple more of those primetime spots, hopefully. Um, in the West, in Vancouver, we have the number one Vegas Golden Knights playing the number eight Chicago Blackhawks. We have the number two Colorado Avalanche playing the number seven Arizona Coyotes. That'll be a fun series. Um, I do think Colorado will be- take that, though. Uh, number three, Dallas Stars taking on the number six, Cap. Calgary Flames and the number four St. Louis Blues taking on the number five Vancouver Canucks. So yeah, I mean the West is interesting because I like I could see it going either way. I could see Vancouver taking the Blues, or I could see the Blues honing into that experience from last year. Uh, I think Calgary is going to beat Dallas. I just don't think Dallas looked great, but we'll see. I don't know. I think Dallas kind of found a rhythm last series. Uh, Colorado will probably beat Arizona, but I think in like six games, I think Arizona will. Um, put up a fight and I think Vegas is going to beat Chicago because I just I don't know Vegas is just really built Chicago for as well as they played last round they don't I don't think they have the I don't think they're obviously they're in like a rebuilding mode so I don't think they're ready to play (laughs) in the big boy league yet but yeah that's that's the first round matchups right there that kick off tomorrow at 3 p.m. with you got Columbus and Tampa Bay playing and you'll ha- yeah Columbus and Tampa Bay is the first game tomorrow so that'll be fun to start off my day with or I guess end my day with that's closer to the end of the day but um yeah uh we can jump now if you want into the Flyers Canadians matchup before we end the episode you want to throw any uh predictions to to start the playoffs any predictions of the two final teams uh who I think is going to make it to the final yeah so 
obviously biased me, but also I'm taking this, I think, just in terms of the momentum in the playoffs. Momentum's huge in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, that's the team who's the hottest, who's going in, is the one that you want to – is is the one you kind of want to get behind, and that's the Flyers. I mean, the Flyers are the hottest team. They're the most complete team, top to bottom. They've been – they've had contributions from everyone. They got uh, a goaltender who's proving to be every bit worth the hype that he was predicted to be, uh, and they got a great coach, and I don't know. So the East, I think it's going to be the Flyers, and the West, I think it's going to be Vegas. I mean, I think Vegas is just – I think it'll be the fight of the two number ones because Vegas is also really well built and they play a similar style to the, to the flyers that kind of like they'll jump up, they'll score and they'll also stay defensive trap type hockey in the neutral zone. And that'll be fun to watch if those two teams take off in the final. Cause it'll be exciting. It'll be a lot, very hard hitting and it'll be a lot of like, which team is going to make the first mistake. And then that team will bounce, so it'll be fun to watch that. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a Flyers-Golden Knights-Stanley Cup final. How about you? You know what? I, I have the same. Um, I just think with everything that we've seen from the Flyers and going back to before the season stopped, uh, they've won 11 of their last 12 games. And they're mm-hmm. playing really tight competition at the end. Yeah, so no. I, I think the team's proved that they are good, and it wasn't just some sort of hot streak. Yep, no, I agree. And I think that that's, that's what a lot of people were – uh, wondering when we started back up, was it we? Everyone was predicting where we're going to be the team that suffers the most. But as you can show, it's it's the system that was implemented by AV into this team that it doesn't matter how much of a break we had, we jumped right back into it and we were ready to go. Yeah, they've they've got me so excited for this. I know it's it feels good because the Sixers, what everything that's going on, the Phillies. Uh, how are the Phillies doing, Jim? I think Pavetta's out, so we're probably still the lead. Oh, uh, they won. Oh, okay. So, so Jim's happy. Yeah, I, I think Vegas. What do you think, Jim? As far as teams that are going to make it, uh, who do you think? Who do you think's the final two? Stanley Cup. Who's going to be the final two? I mean, I'm going to go Flyers all the way, and probably God. If I had to pick one, I guess from the Western, I might go Avalanche, just because I. I no, they're yeah. they're the other team that I think if the if it's going to be an Avalanche Vegas uh, Western final, so yeah. it'll be one of those two teams who end up making it. That's that's how I see it. So that's going to be bit. cool for them too because I feel like I haven't seen them in like the finals in a long time. Yeah, I mean they yeah. haven't. They the last time they won in two thousand, so they haven't been there. I mean it's been tw- it's been twenty years. So they're they're yeah. it'll, it would be a fun it would be a fun, and they're they're a highly explosive team. So it'll it's it'll be exciting <laughs> to see them and they're. Their uh, Flyers and them have had some fun games this year when they played each other. Yeah, but, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna say whenever the Flyers have played them, they've it's been like high scoring games or yeah. at least physical and fun to watch. But uh, yeah, so we'll just jump right into the uh, playoff preview for the Flyers first round. We'll call an episode, boys. The Flyers, like we said earlier, take on the Phil the the Philadelphia Flyers take on the Philadelphia Flyers. Now the Philadelphia Flyers take on the Montreal Canadiens. In the first round of the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs, the Flyers technically have the home ice advantage, which means that they can um, they have last change and they'll have them they'll be able to dictate the matchups. But I mean, obviously playing in Toronto, it doesn't really mean a hundred percent anything. I mean, they're gonna have like their goal horn will get played and they'll have some of the more like the sound bites from the game at the Wells Fargo Center will be played, which will be cool. It'll make them feel kind of like home, but. 
Wait, so I knew I know there were some games. It might have been round robin where they were playing both teams, uh, Bullhorns. Is that not the case going into no. the playoffs? No, they they will. Okay. It's just it's just like the Flyers had uh, Lauren Hartle sing the national anthem for the home games, and they'll have um, some of like you'll recognize some of the things that'll be like dun, 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 let's go flyers like that shit will play like in the middle of play uh that's awesome yeah so it'll make them feel kind of like home but um yeah is, i mean uh, it's huh i was gonna say is Larnhart in the bubble no they'll have it over zoom nah but still i mean it's something still kind of to feel like home yeah it's gonna be cool though as i said I, I don't see i think this is a really good matchup for the flyers uh i don't i wouldn't take the canadians lightly obviously as a team who just upset uh, the best player in the NHL's team, uh, a team that a lot of people were like, oh, you know, it's the Penguins. They'll probably stick around in the playoffs. But, I mean, for them to to lose against the worst uh, standing team in the bubble, it's it was a wild – it was a wild a wild outcome. I can't say I expected it. Uh, the Flyers went up. 2-1 against the Canadians in three games this season. Yep. We had the the storyline of the series is going to be Carter Hart, who his uh, idol growing up was Carey Price. So he essentially gets to take on his idol in the playoffs, which will be a really cool. Uh, and a lot of people compare Cardi or Cardi Hart. <laughs> Cardi Hart. Cat-a-hat. Uh, it's the, cat-a-hat. They compare... Uh, they compare Carter Hart's place or his goalie style to Carey Price, and that's someone he said he's modeled his game after. So it's going to be really cool to see those two go after each other. And Carey Price is one of those players I've always wanted to win a Stanley Cup, and I think he's been wasted in Montreal. Uh, they never really built a good team around him to go deep enough. He's always stood on his head. And honestly, he's a good reason why they beat the Penguins in the first round because he stood on his head and he played his ass off. But I just – the way the Flyers play, their persistent style, it's going to wear down the Canadians. And Carey Price can only save so many goals before one squeaks by. So it's not like it's going to – I just don't – I see this going five games. You know, I, I think the Canadians will steal one. How does uh, – how, how do you think that the Flyers' defense stacks up against the Canadians? Like- uh, Canadians' defense actually played really well last round. Uh, they got Shea Weber, former Flyer Shea Weber, who uh, – if you don't remember, we signed a 14-year offer sheet to him. <laughs> I forget what year it was, but the Flyers signed a 14-year offer sheet to Shea Weber. And I think the Canadians are still paying that one. Because <laughs> uh, when the Predators took that offer sheet, then they traded him for P.K. Subban. And then, um, so Weber's their captain. He's still playing like a beast. Uh, Jeff, Pre- Jeff Petrie last round was one of the big contributors and they got some good, some good D pieces, but I mean, uh, Philip Myers and Sanheim last round have turned into like a really solid tandem together. Uh, Provorov's gonna, I mean, he's just continuing to build into one of the best defensemen in the NHL. Niskanen, good veteran presence, Justin Braun, uh, dude. And I don't know after the last game, I don't know how you can't put Gossespierre in after the game he had last in against Tampa, I just don't see how you seat him. He is a fucking. He was a force. He looked like vintage Gossesphere, but like yeah, not. Were you saying that? He's looking, he's, yeah, he looked he really, look good. really good. Yeah, 
but the crazy thing is like he didn't like there were those weird performances he'd have when he was struggling where he'd be like, I oh, kind of looks like vintage Costas beer, but like he would have blips, but he didn't have any, like he looked like he something, something like fucking a lightning bolt went up his ass or something. Like he was like, he woke up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if you, you can't, I think you ride the hot hand and I think they're gonna, and I think Robert Hagel, uh, he'll sit, but also like, Having Robert Hegg in case Gossespierre starts to struggle to bring him in, like it's it's a nice thing to have an excess of good players as opposed to having too little. So like it's it sucks because I wish you could play every one of them because I think they're all contribute in their own ways. But also like Gossespierre is more of a skill player. Hegg's more of a physical presence. Say like the Canadian series starts to phys- like get a little bit more physical and they need that injection. You put Hegg in, dude, it's, it's fucking awesome. So I think the Flyers defense, to answer your question, I think it, it's, it's a little bit more in their favor. In terms of their overall, um, like through each of their six defensemen, I think they're just a better consistently in terms of all six. Uh, but the Canadians have two or three that are like top tier. So if that... Okay. I mean, like, obviously, Gossespierre kind of finding some light helps. I mean, maybe maybe this was his plan. He knew they were getting the playoffs, and he's like, I'm going to save all my energy for there. I'm going to put it all on the field or all out on the rink. It's when the red light's on. Exactly. And then he wins the cup, and then he retires. And that's fucking his career. And that's how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) And then he gives Jim one last look. That look you like so much, the twist. I love that look. And he looks at you and he goes, I did it, Jim. And then he walks off the ice forever. I I would be happy. I mean, why? Uh, why would he be looking at you? I don't know. while you're on top, you know? Quit exactly. while you're on exactly. top. You know? um, the Flyers, they defeated, obviously, the Bruins, Capitals, and Lightning in the round robin. They scored... 11 goals in all three of those games and only allowed three games, one in each game. So they're, they're, they've been very offensive and very defensive in terms of like, they haven't allowed them and all the goals that they allowed were very fluky. They weren't really that they weren't anything that it wasn't like a breakdown. It was just kind of like maybe a slight breakdown of coverage or even just like, I think the one like bounced off of someone's head and then went hit Elliot and then kind of t- squeaked in and the one game he played. So yeah, I mean, it's, they've been, the flyers have been hot obviously. And I just don't see the, I see them just outmatching the Canadians and outworking them. The Canadians and flyers meant six times before in the postseason, So this will meet, this will be their seventh time. Each team has split those six times and the Flyers, the last time that they played the Canadians was the 2010 Eastern Conference Final when they went to the Cup and lost to the Blackhawks. So, like I said, I do think that um, – I think this will go five games. Uh, I think that the Canadians will take one, but I think the Flyers are going to – they're going to come out hot again and they're just going to show why they're one of the best teams in the league. The old, here's the one thing I'll say to you guys, though, and this is something that I meant to – this was what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode – the one the one flaw the Flyers game has had is their power play. They were 0 for 11 on the power play in the round robin. So that's obviously something that they're gonna wanna they're gonna wanna make sure that they sure up. But the other thing is, I think the Flyers were, if not a hundred percent, they were in the 90s for their uh, penalty kill. I, th- I think it was 90. Yeah. So I mean, their penalty kill's been great, and Canadians were 0 and 12 on the power play against Pittsburgh. 
and they struck and they struggled all season and the flyers uh eventually became ranked 14th at a 20.8 percent percentage success on the power play so i don't see the flyers struggling anymore i think they'll this round will be where they kind of kick off and if the flyers get their power play going then that's every piece of their game is firing on all cylinders and their 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 bread and butter is their penalty kill because kevin hayes and couturier are two of the best penalty killers in the league but once they get the power play going dude it's it's that's it i mean i think that then then i think they're going to steamroll teams i thought their uh, bread and butter was the uh Lawton Hayes Konechny line. That yes, that Those line. Guys. That line's got to continue, obviously, to um, to kick off. And then, obvi- I think that's another little fall is uh, Giroux, Katoria, and Voracek. They didn't score a goal at all in the round robin. They didn't really do too much offensively. They they played well, but they just weren't able to find the board. I think Giroux had a couple chances that he couldn't get by, and uh, Katoria he- had, had a couple assists. That one in the Tampa Bay game that was really nice. I think Giroux hit the uh, post on yeah. the, in the first game. Yep, he did. He hit the I mean, the one time where he drilled the crossbar. I think. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like the fact that those guys are struggling, but your bottom guys can score, and that Konechny, Hayes, Lawton line is doing it. Once I mean, Giroux, Voracek, Couturier are gonna are gonna figure it out, and then once they get going, I mean, again, it's gonna be just they're gonna start steamrolling because everyone's gonna get going. But your depth scoring is important in the playoffs, and the fact that that's already taken off is like that's huge. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm comfortable with them doing it this way anyway. Like, if they're the ones that are burning the fire right now, it's only a matter of time before those big three start to get rolling themselves. Exactly. So that's that's the most that's that's why I'm not like in in seasons past, you were always like it was always those guys who were pulling the load, and then by the time they got to the playoffs they were burnt out and the depth scoring wasn't there. It's the other way around now, dude. And that means that the depth, the depth scoring is pulling the load. And then these guys will get hot and then it's going to be fucking firing on all cylinders. Um, yeah. So it'll be, I mean, you hope they do, but I mean, even if they don't, they're, the other guys are still picking up their slack. It's not, exactly. like it's, it's not like they're only scoring like one or two goals. Like, like they were scoring a lot of goals against really good teams. Exactly. Would they so, uh, points per game? Would they average? Was it like 3.2? Yep. It was somewhere. It was, I think they had, I mean, it's over three games, but I think it was still three. I think it was, I'm at the regular season. Oh yeah. 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 They scored at least three. I think, um, the one thing I'll say is obviously we'll be without Michael raffle this round, probably because of what happened in the round Robin with his, I think it was his ankle or something. And Boracek didn't play last game. He was unfit. Um, but they said he did skate earlier today and it's a game time decision for Wednesday, but it's sounding more and more like he'll probably play. So it doesn't seem like it was anything too serious. When does, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. When does, sorry, someone's walking upstairs. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were at, I thought you were humping someone on the bed. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. <laughs> when? I can't think of his name right now. When does uh, when does Oscar come back? Oh, he could um, be available, right? Uh, they said they AV when he was asked said it probably be if the Flyers are playing more cons- more into September would be when it's looking like. So that that would be that would be closer to like if the Flyers make it to the Eastern Conference Final, that would be when he'd be back because they need to just make sure his body gets in game shape. They want to make sure he's not. They just don't want to throw him out right away. 
right, so not the next series, but the one after that. Yeah. Okay. So the third, so the third series. So you you still got at least uh, fourteen games until he would be here. If the games all go seven games, so you got probably like another month. But he's in the bubble, or he will be in the bubble. He either is in the bubble, or he will be in the bubble in the next couple of days. I think he has to quarantine first. It's four days, and they have to get three negative tests. Okay. Three consecutive negative tests, and then he's good to go with the boys. I think it was five days ago he uh, left his uh, Swedish team. Exactly. So he's probably in quarantine at the moment. But, yeah, so that's the playoff matchup for the Flyers against the Canadians. It's a little bit of a preview. Like I said, uh, predictions for me are five games. What do you guys think? We'll throw your predictions out there, see who's right. Out of seven? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a sweep. Um, it just depends if we see Flyers get off to a slow start, but I can see it going six. But I would six? go five. Yeah. I, I would go down five, but I could see six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to bet on the sweep. You're going to bet on the sweep? See, yeah. I could see, I could see a sweep. I just, I don't like, I don't like betting on a sweep. I just, I, I don't think heard. anyone plans on sweeping, but like, yeah, but I, I just, five is the comfortable for me. And I think five. the Flyers sweep the entire playoffs. That would be unreal. That'd be nice. That's, is that your take, dude? That's my take. All right. The perfect playoff. I don't think anybody can beat us. Okay. We'll go 19 and 0 essentially because Carter Hart, lets Robin. Carter Hart doesn't let up more than one goal a game. Okay. I love it. That's that's it. That's that's the take. All right, you can see that happening. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> it's optimistic. So we, so we have happen. five. So we have five, five or six, and four is what we're going with. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the the Flyers kick off Wednesday night at eight p.m. Uh, I think their schedule goes. It goes Wednesday at eight, Friday at three in the afternoon, Sunday at eight. And then two next Tuesday at three, and then this I think the times vary depending upon if they need games five, six, and seven. But we get two prime times, and we get uh we get two prime times, uh, two on, uh, one on the weekend. And the only shitty part is that fucking Friday at three and that Tuesday at three. But I actually have off from work next Tuesday, luckily, so I can watch the game during the day and not have to be bothered. So that'll be nice. Uh, what time is this pod dropping? Uh, it'll be, it'll be in the morning Wednesday. Okay. So before the game? Yeah, it'll be right before the game. So it'll be perfect timing. So yeah, we'll have this out for you guys before, uh, game one Wednesday. So it'll make sure you guys check it out, obviously. And make sure you check us out on Twitter at capital S capital E stick energy. Uh, you can find me at Eric underscore Ray or 11 on Twitter. You can find Jim at Jimmy Coleman. You can find Nick at Nick Pug Nine, and yeah, make sure you like, review, and share this podcast around. Definitely get your friends invested in Flyers season, especially if they're Sixers fans. I know it's tough in Sixers land right now, but the bandwagon's open for the Flyers. We're inviting. I, I want I want everyone on the train, and yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that's it, guys. Right? I don't I don't really have anything. We're available on all the. The fucking distributing apps. Yeah, I don't know. I'm in flyers. Right we? Well, we are. We are. We are now. <laughs> we got were. everything uh, situated. Yeah, they, they. They. We. We got our distribution. I knew it was something. The so it was something with our 
our RSS feed wasn't, wasn't right. And I did Google that and Jim got in contact with anchor and luckily it worked out, you know, we're, we're good to go. And now we're on all the, all the platforms again until we get backed up again. So, which will probably happen, but we'll figure it out. At least we know what to do now. If that happens. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any, any closing thoughts, any, anything you guys predict could happen in the playoffs? Maybe you didn't get to say, or anything you want to throw out there? Go. Flyers. Be a fucking flyer. How about that? Beautiful, Jim. That's how you fucking end the episode. How about you, Nick? Um, as far as my predictions, no. But go Flyers. Yep, go Flyers. Uh, I'm excited for game one on Wednesday, dude. I'm I'm getting antsy. Um, I'm fucking, dude, my, my, my schedule is around the Flyers now. Like, if the Flyers are playing, dude, my day's shot. Like, that's that's it. I don't, I don't care what anyone could ask me to do anything. If it's not Flyers related, then fuck off. <laughs> but uh, all right. That, with uh, the greatest sins of Philadelphia, then, I'm Eric. I'm Jim. I'm Nick. And uh, as Jim said, be a fucking Flyer. And uh, let's feel the shit. Feel the shit.